Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. It's a phenomenon the world over. People long to see the face of God. Let me tell you a few stories about this. In 2006, Mike Thompson of Ohio was making pancakes. He claims to have seen the face of Jesus on one of those pancakes. In 2004, an Arizona man claims to have seen the face of Jesus in his dental x-rays. Or in 2003, Fred Juan of Ontario came across what he thought was the face of Jesus on a fish stick. In 1977, perhaps my favorite story, an Arizona woman was frying tortillas and claims to have seen the image of Jesus on one of the tortillas. She put it in a shrine, and within a month, thousands came to worship at the shrine of the tortilla. People long to see the face of God. But I would say carefully that the face of God is probably not seen in pancakes, fish sticks, or tortillas. The presence of God is not revealed accidentally or superstitiously. His face is sought and his face is found with people who devote themselves to prayer. All of this week on Daily Devotion, I'm talking about the power of prayer and how to get your prayer answered. Today, seek his face. That's what the psalmist said in one of the most beloved psalms of all, the 27th Psalm. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, will I seek. The first time God's face is mentioned in Scripture is by Cain. Just after Cain killed his brother Abel, and he was turned loose on the earth as a vagabond and fugitive. In Genesis 4, Cain complained to God, saying, I'm driven from the face of the earth, and from thy face I shall be hid. From this first mention in Scripture, we gain an accurate description of what face means. Cain did not leave the earth, but he was driven from the presence of others on the earth. And the hiding of God's face was the withdrawal of God's obvious or manifest presence. The face of God was not the eyes, mouth, nose, and ears, but the presence of God. In the last verse of the 11th Psalm, we find the righteous have the opportunity to behold his face. God's face is his presence. And we have a chance to witness the awe-inspiring, powerful presence of God. There is a longing within each of us to see his face. It was one of the oldest supposed cures for seemingly incurable diseases that if a person could draw close to royalty, if they could be observed, seen, and touched by a king, that majesty would erase misery, that the aura and the scepter of visible power could somehow permeate into the invisible realm, God's face. There was a desire even within a wicked king, don't hide your face from me, God. Jacob wrestled with a heavenly being all night long along the muddy banks of the Jabbok. And the next day he shouted, I have seen the face of God. Moses atop Sinai knew the Lord face to face, Exodus 33. 
There as the thunder and lightning overshadowed that desert peak, we gain a greater understanding of God's face. In verse 14 of Exodus 33, God said, My presence, literally my face, will go with you and I will give you rest. Moses said, If your presence, if your face doesn't go with us, no one will see your favor. No one will know that we are your people. God's face is his personal presence with all of his attendant favor, power, and grace. It is the longing within the heart of each child of God. I want to see him. I want to be in his presence. When Isaiah saw him, he fell on his face. When Peter realized who Jesus was, he fell on his face. When John saw him high and lifted up, he fell on his face. Only those on their face have seen the face of God. If you're going to see him, you're going to seek him because seeing requires seeking. He comes to those who seek after him. Isaiah 57 says that God dwells in a high and lofty place, but he has a second dwelling place with those who humbly seek his face. That's why scripture commands us to seek the face of God. Here's a sampling of Bible verses that refer to us seeking the face of God. This compilation is not a comprehensive listing of verses that use the word seek and face. When David dedicated the tabernacle to God, he commanded the people of 1 Chronicles 16, 11, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Interesting to notice that the tabernacle of David existed 40 years alongside the tabernacle at Gibeon. The tabernacle of David was compared by James in the book of Acts to the New Testament church, coexisted for 40 years alongside the temple. So we see that it has an Old and New Testament significance to seek the face of God. Psalm 105, verse 4, seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face forevermore. When we seek the Lord's face, then we seek him and who he is. We seek not merely his hand, but his face. We seek his presence, not just his power. But where the king is, there's always power. What about Hosea 5.15? I will go and return to my place. Till they acknowledge their offense, and seek my face. In their affliction, they will seek me early. If we are not sensing the presence of God, we're not seeking him. It was in the 30th Psalm, David said that God's face shined upon him and he prospered. But when God's face turned from him, he became troubled. We love to describe that moment that the glory of God filled Solomon's temple. But I think the beauty is in the next chapter. When God appears to Solomon a second time in a dream and says, you remember? You remember that prayer that you prayed yesterday at the dedication of the temple when you said, Lord, let anyone who's in trouble turn toward this temple. Would you hear their prayer? Remember that prayer you prayed, Solomon? And then comes that beautiful verse. In a dream spoken to Solomon by God to say, you sought me. You sought my face. Here's the promise that I give to you. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, will heal their land. I believe 
we are seeing a greater faith arise in people's heart because they're accepting the challenge of God, the challenge to be dependent upon God, not to be independent, to humble ourselves and pray. In Isaiah 15, this is where God chooses to dwell in absolute humility before God. Without you, Lord, we can do nothing. Read what happens in James 4 to the spiritually dependent. God promises greater grace. He lifts up the lowly. He promises to draw near to those who draw near to him. In 1 Peter 5, he said, if we humble ourselves under God's mighty hand, he will exalt us in due time. God challenges us to be dependent on him. God challenges us to be devoted to him. If my people will humble themselves and seek my face, the word seek means longing, yearning, to search for with great care and frequency. We are devoted to finding his face. We live with a hunger and thirst for his presence. One thing have I desired, and that will I seek after. God challenges us also to be different, to seek his face, turn from our wicked ways, turning from our own status, our own self-interest, our own pride, our own hypocrisy and saying with the Gentiles of old, we would see Jesus. Nothing else matters. Oliver Cowdery once said, never cease striving until you have seen God face to face. Everyone longs to see him. He will be seen by those who seek after him. He will be seen in those who seek after him continually. If you follow the history and the discussion around the Shroud of Turin, you're aware that many people believe the visage of our Lord and Savior can be seen in that burial cloth. I don't think we have to travel to Italy to see this purported image. His image should be seen in everyone around us because the Lord is seen in those who seek him. You see, seeing God is not the ultimate. The ultimate is to have God seen in us. One of those men who saw God face to face was Moses, and we read that his face was illuminated with the presence of God, that people saw the glory of God in him. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 3 that some have veiled faces, but believers should have unveiled faces, that we with unveiled faces radiate an ever-increasing glory transformed into his image that God is seen in our lives. We pray. We pray that the blessings of God will find each and every person, but we pray that his face shines on us and shines through us. Let people see Jesus in me. Let me close with the story of a man that's known in Pentecostal history, John G. Lake. He was at Azusa Street. He turned from a job with an insurance company and followed after the Lord. John prayed and fasted and received the baptism of the Spirit in the early 1900s. John G. Lake had a remarkable prayer life, and because he did, he saw remarkable demonstrations of God. While earnestly seeking after God for months, an angel appeared to John Lake. He took the Bible from his hands and opened the Bible to the book of Acts, he pointed out each and every time the Spirit of God was poured out on the early church, 
and he pointed out how the great and mighty phenomena that came emerged from the moving of the Spirit of God. The angel said to John G. Lake, This is Pentecost, as God gave it through the heart of Jesus. Strive for this. Contend for this. Teach the people to pray for this. For this and this alone will meet the necessity of the human heart, and this alone will have the power to overcome the forces of darkness. And as the angel departed, John G. Lake said he heard him say again and again, pray, pray, pray. Teach the people to pray. For prayer and prayer alone, much prayer, persistent prayer, is the door of entrance into the heart of God. So I bring you back to the conversation a man after God's own heart had with God. And in this divine dialogue of the 27th Psalm, verse 8, David says, When you said, Seek my face, then my heart said to you, Your face, Lord, I will seek. I want to see your face. I want to seek your face. And I want your face seen in me. Don't wait on the indifferent, the carnal, the reluctant, the confused. The time has arrived when you and a few others will cry out to God, saying, I must see and seek your face. I can't have my sufficiency. I need yours. Until people don't see me any longer, they see you. That's what transforms this world, not our might, not our talent, but the Spirit of God moving through you. Let Christ be seen in you. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.